Did you know that we live in a system, a society that has manufactured a system to keep you down? If you've been following this podcast, you probably do know that. And you've probably been thinking a lot about it lately. I know I have. I've been really going down the rabbit hole over these past couple of months. And I've come to the conclusion so far that the system is in place to keep you down and to keep you trapped. And the, it does it in many different ways, like the school system, like the education, all that's the only one that I can think about right now, but that's like the the main thing, the school system into the workforce, into the working a nine to five job. And then also there's the social aspect of things because everyone else around you is being like conditioned. Then they're also under like that programming. So that means that they're conditioning you as well especially people that are older than you they're they've been conditioned a lot longer so they're helping out to condition you this is why teachers in the school system are part of the system because they've been conditioned to teach the conditioning and i wrote I wrote down that the whole system is designed to keep you trapped by programming your thinking. So basically, it doesn't keep you trapped like a normal prison does inside of walls behind a locked gate. It keeps you trapped through your thinking. Like you feel you feel trapped. This is why so many people find themselves, if they have a job that they know they want to quit, they're like, they don't want to quit because they feel trapped. They don't want to, they want to quit, but they don't because they have a fear. And that fear stems from the fear of death, which is another part of the whole game. Society has, we live in a society where everyone expects to wake up or everyone expects to live another, like everyone feels like it's their right to live a long and full life in our society. Everyone takes, basically feels like it's a undisputed fact that they're going to live, they're going to live. When in other cultures they know that life happens and they know that like your life is not guaranteed and our society with modern medicine has really put a toll on us because death is a very big factor in keeping us trapped like I said earlier, people don't want to quit their job because they have a fear. And all fears stem from one main fear, and it's the fear of death. So it makes sense that we, the society takes advantage of that one main fear and ingrains everyone in it with that fear. And it does it. I don't know how it does it quite yet. And I don't really know like exactly all the specifics, but there's one thing for sure. And it's that we are dying a lot longer. Our deaths are lasting a lot longer 
than they have ever before. And I'm reading a book called Died Wise right now, and I'm learning all about it. And I just started the book. I'm probably on like page 70, so I'm not too far in. And over the next couple weeks uh, or days, over the next week, I will definitely be talking about it a lot. I'm writing a lot of notes because soon there's going to be a few episodes dedicated to Die Wise. But with all of this, like all of this said, how we live in a society that is conditioning us, keeping us trapped. Well, there is hope. And that hope is to heal yourself. This is what I'm doing. I'm going down this path of healing while I'm still in the system. I'm still going to school. I'm still a senior. I still have two months left of school. In two months today is my last day of school. On As of recording this, this is uh, October 21st, and I am done with school in December 21st. So two months I'm done with school. So I'm at the pinnacle of the conditioning just at the end, but I'm not going to college. So I'm not quite there yet. But with all that said, I've been, I've been conditioned for 18 years of my life. And that means that there's some healing to do in order to break free. Right now I'm still confined in this prison that we see in the American, even Western society. So there's healing that you have to do. And there's a few things that I've been doing lately to heal. The first thing is read. Learn all of the stuff. You can't heal unless you know what's going on. And so I first I'm reading, I'm going extremely red pill. I'm learning all about everything. The reality of our nature, the, na- the nature of our reality. I'm learning... I'm reading a lot of books that are going to teach me all this stuff. Reality Transurfing is a big one. Dancing After the Music Stops was an introduction book to a lot of the stuff that I'm about to be reading in the coming days and weeks. Die Wise right now I'm reading. Ascent on Humanity is one of the books that's going to start to lay out the foundation to the truth. I don't know what that means. I I just read it in Dancing After the Music Stops. Gene Pascal Riemann said that Ascent of Humanity, that book will lay out the foundation for how the world works and it will start your quest for tr- for the truth. So all these books are teaching me exactly like what I'm against, exactly what is going on and it's teaching me how I can fix it for myself. It's really allowing me to understand what my what parts of my brain to pick out what parts of the conditioning or even what is what has been programmed into my brain and so once once you learn all that stuff you got to heal and you do that through meditation and i see meditating as healing ever ever since i I used to watch TikTok and YouTube, used to watch movies all the time. Like I used to be just a normal 
American citizen watching TikTok, scrolling on their phone all day, going on Snapchat, social media, all of that garbage. And so I realized there was a certain point of time during this last summer when I realized that that's a, like I was on TikTok for years. So I was filling my head with a bunch of garbage. My focus, my concentration and my attention all plummeted. And so I saw meditation as a way to heal from that and to fix that. But I still see that. I still am meditating to heal and increase my focus. And I use meditation. Another way that I saw it as is a way to help me train my control over my thoughts. But lately, a month ago, a little over a month ago, I started this meditation exercise or this meditation tape. I started using the gateway experience, which is basically uh, auditory. It's like a things, sounds that you listen to that it's like a guided meditation with sounds in it that help you like attune your brainwave frequencies to get to deeper levels of meditation. So it helps you, but it doesn't get you there. And I understood that from the get-go. I, I understood that it was going to be a process and it was, it was more like a longer, long-term game. It wasn't going to happen right away. It wasn't going to... Actually, no. To be honest, I don't think I understood that in the beginning. But I, I have this vague sensation or intuitive understanding that I would have to do it in the long run because I added it to my routine. So that's how you can tell. Because I remember in the beginning, I was expecting it to take me a week to get Focus 12. No, it took me a month. And, but none of that matters because now I know. And I see meditating when you're using these gateway experience and when you're like pushing hard or it, what a, what's the word? I see meditation similar to reading. Reading opens your understanding to all of these new ideas and concepts. You initially learn about this stuff. But then meditation, you have experiences. You have crazy, like if once you meditate for long enough using the gateway experience and you get advanced enough, you start to have crazy experiences. I haven't had any true crazy experiences yet, but I know that they're like, I don't know about the crazy experiences, but I know that eventually I'll, I'll be able to learn a lot and it'll help to destroy my worldview because meditation is the nature of these deep meditations like focus 12 and focus 15 really, really go against normal society's worldview, Western civilization's worldview. And so it helps to break down those barriers and it helps to break down the walls of your worldview. But another thing is you see it, you feel it, you know it, and you understand it for yourself because you experience it yourself. You don't just read it where there's a sliver of a doubt, 
But once you actually experience this stuff, that's when you start to know. And that's when the real progress happens. And there's the after meditation, after healing, I see the third step, which is growth. And this these this like three step process is not really like a step first step process. I see it as just three things that you should focus on to heal. And currently I'm only doing number one and two because number three is solitude in nature. I read about it in Dancing After Music Stops. He Towards the end of the book, he said the best piece of spiritual advice he can give is to go out, go in solitude out in nature. Like go, go observe nature alone. Go rent a cabin in the woods for a month and be alone. Go rent a cabin in Alaska for six months and be alone. Solitude in nature is when you start to actually grow spiritually. And so I see that as like another step to the healing process. Currently, I'm like I said, I'm only doing number one and two. I'm only reading and I'm only meditating, which for my current what for my current position in life, my current situation, I feel like those are the best to do right now because though I could go out in nature in in solitude, I could, I absolutely could. I'm still choosing not to for some reason. It's, I still have work to do to really get that into my worldview. And to be honest, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on seeing success in my business, which I fear once I actually start to see success, I'll still be trapped and I'll find something else to wait on before I actually go out and do stuff. So I'm kind of in this crossroads where on one hand, I'm genuinely waiting because I'm growing spirit. I'm still growing spiritually and I'm still destroying my worldview. I'm still figuring these things out. But on the other hand, I know enough information. I can take action now, but I'm also waiting for me to be financially free. So I can, so I can like set myself up for the rest of my life. So it's kind of a either or, and I'm prepared for it to take a year. I'm prepared for it to take over a year. Like I said, when I first started this podcast, I started it to get financial freedom. I started it for my own selfish reasons. But the reason why I'm staying, like if I truly started it for my own selfish reasons, I would not have made it to episode 95. I'm doing it for much more. Because early on in my podcasting like journey, I realized that it's really a personal development journey, this podcast. Because if you listen to my first episode, my trailer, which by the way, I'm planning on making a new trailer soon. And I don't know what I want to do with that current one because I want to keep it up. I want to make sure that people can see like where I started. The best case scenario is that trailer becomes an episode and then I replace it with a new real trailer. So 
I don't know when I'll make the new trailer. Soon I will. But I might even do it after this episode. Who knows? But the thing is, this I see this as a self-improvement journey. I am my initial kind of starting my initial objective for this podcast was financial freedom, but it quickly switched. It quickly shift gears to, I realized that I was doing this for much more. I was doing this one for my own personal development journey. I'm finding my voice and I'm actually practicing and speaking better. You can tell compare this episode to episode one there's a major difference and not even I'm not even talking about the quality of the sound because episode one was recorded on a voice recorder a tiny little voice recorder when I right now I have a microphone but what I'm saying is my actual speech the words that are coming out of my mouth are much more I don't know, educated or just much more practiced. And so that's one reason this podcast has been helpful. And then another reason is because I want to document the journey. I want to look back at my growth. I want to be able to see like I've been doing in all these episodes. I compare myself to right now to where I was three months ago. And I want to be able to see once I reach episode 365, which by the way, I that's the end number. Like that's a number I plan on finishing, but I don't plan on stopping recording. 365 is, is kind of like the target number. That doesn't mean that I'm going to stop recording once I get 365 episodes. It just means that that's my target number that I'm going for. And... Once I get 365, I'll be able to look back at my journey of the past year, which is if you've never done that, if you are on self-improvement and you have never looked back at your progress, like if you've never written down your progress somewhere, somehow form, you're missing out. And I recommend you start because this reminds me a couple, like at the beginning of this year, 2023. January 1st, I wrote down all of my stats. So at the time I was not doing entrepreneurship. I was just focused on health. So my stats at the time were kind of swayed towards what I was experiencing, what I was actually improving at the time. For example, one of my stats is like my bench, how much I can bench, how much I can squat, like my, how heavy weight I can lift. But it wasn't my one rep max because I don't, I don't do that. It was like my reps, how much I can do for 10 reps or 12 reps. And then it was like my pull-ups, like all that stuff. And then it was also my diet. My current diet at the time was vegan. I was a vegan. Actually, no, I don't think I was a vegan. Um, I didn't write diet until January 7th, I believe it was, because January 7th, I was vegan after I read the, a book called The China Study, but now I'm not vegan. I was vegan for like three months. And then 
I wrote down one thing towards the bottom because I was just trying to think like what other stats are there to write because I was I really only had lifting and my fitness journey on my mind and I also wrote down my weight and so I was like what other things are there what other things can I write down so I was like oh money what's my income and I wrote down my income and I said zero zero dollars and I was like "Eh, I'm probably not gonna probably not gonna actually work on that this year nope I started working on it uh, probably June or no July just a couple months ago I started working on it like I started working on business four months ago or not I started like learning about business and getting serious and then I started actually taking action real action on my podcast which you guys can see look back at time it was 95 days ago And that, like, that's growth right there. Looking back, there's a concept that I learned about in 10x is easier than 2x. Looking back at your growth and being with a positive mind, that's called being in the gain. So there's a concept called the gap in the gain. If you look back at your growth and compare it to some unattainable, impossible goal, like you look at your progress over the past couple months and you're like, oh, I didn't make as much progress as I wanted. And you like get mad at yourself for that. That's called being in the gap. But when you look back at your progress and you like with a happiness and excitement and joy, that's called being in the game. And I like being in the game because that is where you make the most growth, you make the most progress. And it's also, it goes along with a transurfing principle of coordination. Everything is, everything plays out for you. Everything works out for you. So all of this stuff, this journey, it doesn't happen right away. And it's actually quite, it's going slow. So in the gateway experience manual, for wave one there's a in like I don't remember which part it was in but someone one of the things that it said was over time you'll become you'll be able to perceive these the energies more and more and basically it may be that you'll get better and better over time which is just like going to the gym per incremental growth over time or the other option is it will be like a, a flooded dam where you all of a sudden just know and you can see it all now. And I feel like that goes along with this business journey, this on this journey of documenting my growth. Because yeah, I'm I'm growing incrementally. Like on my RSS.com, my analytics for this podcast. The graph is incrementally getting better. Like last month, like in the first month, I had four rolling average subscribers. And then the second month, it was like six. And then the third month, it was seven. And then now it's like six. But it's like slowly, incrementally getting higher and higher. Like the downloads per month 
in the beginning it was low and then it was a little bit higher and then slightly higher. Like that is slow incremental growth. And I can see that on my TikTok as well. On my TikTok, when I first started a couple of weeks ago, I had probably, or well, I had zero followers. And then in like the first couple, in like the first week, I got one follower. And then every other day I added another follower and then another, and now I have like 10 followers. So that's slow incremental growth. But I know once, I know this is more possible with the, the TikTok, once I get like one viral video, that will like, that will be like the damn flooding. And then it'll be, it may or may not be free from there depending on how much followers I receive, but it'll definitely be a huge boost. And on the podcast, I know once certain events happen, for example, once I talk on, like be a guest on another podcast, once I do that, then I'll get that exposure and then it'll be like a little boost. Or once like certain things happen, then I'll be able to really grow more on the podcast, which I definitely plan on changing the description. I, I'm definitely going to change a lot of this stuff on my channel because there is, I wrote like the description right when I first started and I had no idea what, where the podcast was going to go. And right now it's definitely, I'm, I definitely have honed in on my message and I've definitely started to understand a lot more with what's going on. So with that said, I definitely plan on changing some stuff on my channel, but I'm going to take screenshots and I'm going to take, I'm going to like copy and paste everything that I delete in a Google doc, because I still want you guys to be able to see my journey. I want you guys to see that I started from bad And to be honest, I still am bad and it's apparent that I am because I have seven people listening to me, not the thousands or millions that I want to be listening to me. So I still have a lot of growth to go and that goes with just my skill as well as the business, like the quality of the podcast, the like perception that I'm giving to people because if people click on my channel and they listen to the trailer and it sucks, they're just going to click away. And I can tell because my trailer is my most viewed video. There's like 27 downloads on that trailer. I think it's 27, but there's like, like my trailer is my most viewed video. So it makes sense to change the trailer to something that's more, how like should I how should I say better for now it's more it actually represents my current growth my current phase better which I'm I may change the trailer now and I may change it in another hundred days like I'm like in a hundred days I'm probably gonna be a lot better off I will be a lot better off. Like my channel will be a lot better than it is now. So I'm probably going to change the trailer over time, multiple times. And that's like, it's just growth. Like things, you need to change things for growth to happen. And that's one of the, 
hardest things to do, yet it's the most powerful and impactful things for your for your growth, change. And it's because there's it's like a natural human instinct to not like change. We like things being consistent. But if you can overcome that, then you can actually manage to do good. And one thing that me and my friend Franklin actually did, which was, to be honest, it was a pretty tough thing to do. It wasn't that hard, but it was like socially difficult because we're both in a class called Business Incubator and we are, we initial, our initial plans were to complete the entire two semester course in one semester. But then we kind of like didn't like the idea anymore. And then we also didn't want to do like all that work because we want to focus on our actual businesses. And so lately we've, we haven't done anything for the, for that class. Like we've just been slacking the whole time. And so we realized that we don't want to do all this stuff. So we need to find an uh, escape. Like we need to figure out how to get out of this. And so we made like this big, we like actually decided to quit the idea and switch groups, like join with another group. So that was like a socially tough thing to do because we announced it to everyone and people are like, what? Like it was, I mean, it it wasn't like tough, but it was like mentally, it was like mentally difficult, similar to how cold approach, like walking up to a girl and asking them for their number. That's difficult. Now it was not nearly as difficult as that, but you get the idea and that's all about like, that's all about making change and as a result of that one action that we did we saved a lot of our own personal time and mental power so that's huge all right so i want to talk to you about something during summer i really locked in on my fitness i I like lifted and then I went to the park every day ran did sprints I was like barefoot outside on the park in the sun like my fitness and my health was at a peak and then once school started I was like oh I don't have any time to do condition I don't have time to do cardio anymore and I don't have time to go outside anymore so and also I actually lowered the amount of gym time that I go to now. So I go to the gym three days on and two days off, which I was using that as an excuse because I heard that Hamza did that. He like dropped down his gym time to one day a week just to maintain. And so I was like, oh, maybe I can do that too. And then like I'm feeling the effects. I'm feeling... Not necessarily the gym, but I'm feeling the effects of not doing cardio. Cardio is so important to your success. And I haven't done cardio in a good two months. I've done it here and there, but not like consistently for two months. So I'm out of shape and I know it. Today, there's this one thing that I've noticed. It's once people get out of shape and they get like roll into their routine, it's 
difficult for them to get back into it. And I see that time and time again with people around me. And this morning when I was like reading, I was doing my morning studies and it was the, it's the weekend. So I had extra time. I took my nap and then studied some more. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of losing focus right now. It'd be a perfect time to go to the park and do some sprints. And I was like, and I could tell that I was not wanting to do it. I could tell that I was resisting. I could tell that I was becoming complacent and lazy. And I want to expose that fact right now. I want to expose it out in the open publicly because over the past two two months, I, I thought that it was okay to not do any conditioning. No, absolutely not. It's essential. Your focus is better when you're you're more crystal, like your attention is more dialed in. Your concentration is stronger. Everything goes well when you're in good shape, cardio-wise, fitness-wise. Your gym experience is so much better. I noticed that over summer I was able, I was lifting good and I wasn't really out of breath after. And then now when I go to the gym, I'm out of breath. I'm like breathing. I'm taking, I have to take time to breathe after every set. And it's like, it affects every single aspect of your life. Like, do you know when, do you ever experience waking up, especially on the weekends and you like, like I do my normal routine, but this feeling of feeling, uh, feeling like lazy, even though I'm studying, I'm, I'm not like on my phone feels lazy because I'm not going out. I'm not doing physical labor. I'm not doing like physical exercise. So something's got to change in my day. I've got to figure out where I can add in cardio because this is like not acceptable. It's unacceptable that I am out of shape. Like that's unacceptable. So I wanted to expose that on the open and let that be known. So one one other thing I want to talk. Okay, so I want to completely shift the topic. Go back to my meditations. If you've been following these past couple of weeks, honestly, like this past week or two, I don't, I don't remember the exact day I started. Let's just say two weeks ago, I started wave two on the gateway experience. And right now I'm talking about meditation. So two weeks ago, I started wave two just for argument's sake or just for conversation's sake. Let's just say two weeks ago. I have been like getting into focus 12, three times a day, practicing and practicing because I know that right away I'm not going to be able to actually achieve focus 12 because I have not practiced my second body. So basically when you're meditating or just anytime you have a second body and that's like your body that you experience your meditations through out of body experiences and dreaming as well when you're asleep. 
So you perceive all of these things through your second body. And if it's out of practice, it just makes sense. If you've never practiced it, just like anything else, if you've never practiced juggling, well, then you're not going to be able to do it. But then once you practice and get those reps in, over time, after a couple days, weeks, months of practice, you'll be able to actually do it. So I see it as the same way for, excuse me, I see it as the same way for meditation. I see the gateway experience as helping you be able to be more efficient at practicing. But you still have to do the practice. And I've understood that ever since I started the gateway experience, which is why I added it to my routine. I have, or initially it was two times a day, and now it's three times a day. And it is definitely beneficial to do that. Like, I've definitely noticed that I'm incrementally getting better. Like I said, there's two routes. There's either incremental improvement over time or incremental improvement over time until the dam floods. Like the flood, the dam is flooded and then it's a burst of like growth. And so right now for me, it's just incremental improvement. And one thing that I've noticed, I want to give some context which I I read this in the uh, Gateway Experience Wave 1 manual, but I forgot about it, and then I reread it today. And in it, there's a, in the Frequently Asked Questions FAQ page, there's one question that said, like, is the surge of light Jesus, or is it God? That was the question. And so they basically explained that it's common amongst travelers to experience the like surge of light and like sudden extreme light. And what that means is that they're becoming more perceptive to these energies and more perceptive to the deeper focus levels. And then they said that they don't like endorse any religion or the other. Like some people may perceive it as Christ, some people Buddha, like it, they just said that. But one thing that I realized is that that meant that I'm getting more perceptive. And if you guys have been listening over the past couple, I don't know when I got my first like flash of light, but a couple, let's just say a couple, like a week ago, I got my first kind of flash of light. I was in my meditation and I noticed that I was kind of like dozing off, but I was trying to stay like disciplined and stay focused but I was like tired. So it was like inevitable that I was going to lose my focus, but I just had to bring it back and back every time. And so I noticed that my, I was like, my mind was like losing its control. It's It was releasing its grip of control. And then there was like one instant where just for an instant moment, my mind like, like release its control for just a moment. And in that moment, like my entire, by the way, I, I do my meditations in a pitch black room. Like my room is fully optimized for sleep. It's pitch black. I nailed, I nailed, uh, curtains, blackout curtains on the door frame. So there's no air, like, uh, what's it called? No light going in through there. And I nailed it on my window frame as well. So my room is pitch black. You can't see a thing in there. And so when I was in that meditation, my when my mind like released its control for one instant moment, like a flash of light, like 
flooded my perception and my eyes were closed and my room was pitch black and no one came in my room so they couldn't have turned on the lights and just for an instant I saw like just pure brightness pure light and then I was like whoa what is that and then I like my mind woke up and then it ended and then just the other day maybe like yesterday or two days ago or three days ago I had a similar experience same same environment same situation I was a little tired and then my mind like clicked out essentially like my mind like released its grip and then I had the same experience of pure light except this time there was like three dark like shadows on and they looked like human figures they looked in the shape of humans three dark shadows on the bottom right of my perception and when I say perception it's because like I said, it's practiced through your second body. So right now you're not going to be able to perceive the meditations through your physical senses, your physical body, what you're in right now. You're, But you have to develop your second body's senses and you have to develop your perception from your second body. And that's what I've been doing. I've been practicing it. And so my perception was getting clearer, but it was still an instant moment. I was like, oh, that was cool. And then today, during my meditation, just before this episode, I had a similar experience, except it was not, it was like the same circumstances, same dark environment, same, but I always sleep in the same position, same bed, same everything or not sleep, but meditate and sleep actually. But, um, I don't sleep in the same position. Okay. Whatever. So I sleep or I meditate in that position and this time, like my mind was tired again. And this time I like clicked out my mind released its grip, except this time it was not like brightness. It was not pure light. This time I just saw like this, it looked like a piece of page, like a page from a book. And it was instant. It was another instant moment where I saw a, it looked like black ink but it looked like a foreign language and I couldn't make out because it was I couldn't make out what it was or what it was saying because it was just an instant moment and I saw the it was like a page like my entire perception was filled with a piece of paper with black writing on it black ink that looked like a different language and I couldn't tell what language it was and to be honest I don't really remember like much other than that it was just white page black ink with text throughout the whole thing just like a piece of paper from a taken out from a book but it was white and uh black on the and I instantly knew it was like I kind of had the sense that it was a piece of paper with um with like text on it but I didn't know what it was and when it ended when my mind woke up I was like scared my heart rate rose like when, like in the first two experiences, when I experienced light, I was not scared. I was like, oh, that was cool. But this time I was like scared. I was startled and I don't know why. Like I was scared. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was crazy. And I was, and then I instantly was like, oh, when's the next one going to happen? Maybe I'll, another one will happen in this meditation, which I instantly became conscious of that. Cause that's an expectation. You have to drop those expectations. But that's good. That's good that these are happening because that is giving me another 
kind of motivation or not motivation, but it's giving me another kind of guidepost or sign that I am actually making progress and I'm actually working towards something better. Because for the whole first month, I didn't experience anything because I was just doing focus 10. And to be honest, I believe that all of these experiences occurred in focus 10. Like right when I got into the meditation, once I got into focus 10, it like happened. So I, I don't know. May It may have happened in focus 12. I don't know, but it just shows that I'm getting better. Like my virtual senses are getting stronger, uh, more used. Like they're actually being able to be used. And if you guys are interested in like learning what I'm doing, some of the tips that I learned is in order to build your virtual senses, which for me, it's difficult because I, I don't, I'm like, I can't visualize, but I can kind of feel. So I can't like see things in my mind's eye, but I can feel it, if that makes sense. But I can still kind of see in the sense to, if I I could translate it on paper and like draw out what I can visualize. For example, I can like draw out my current goal on paper even though I can't see it, I can kind of feel it, but whatever. So pretty much I only see blackness. The only times that I've ever actually experienced anything other than blackness are when I just see those random like color shapes in my mind, which are rare. I can't induce them on purpose. Like sometimes I see like a red shape that changes form constantly that I don't really count that. And the only other time ever is those three experiences during those meditations that I experienced. The pure light, the pure light with the three dark figures, and then the like page, piece of paper with text written on it. Those are the three times that I've ever actually experienced a like something other than darkness. And so the strategy that I use to develop my second body to develop my senses on my virtual senses basically is exactly what someone who could visualize um well would do because i learned that there are a few ways you can do it first of all you practice you visualize things that you do in real life so that's why once i learned about that I vis- I started visualizing my routine at my slide. So initially I was just in my slide, just like walking, like kind of being there, not really doing anything. But now I actually have a purpose. I go through my daily routine more. Obviously it's more optimal for like the resources I have at my slide, like my goal. So I basically, I visualize my goal, which is my slide. My slide is me visualize my goal, by the way, if you're not familiar with that transurfing term. So I visualize my goal, which is uh, me at Hawaii at a nice house that I own on my own, on a, that's like a beach house that is on my own private beach with uh, surfing waves. So I visualize my slide, but I 
go through my routine because I, I do my routine in real life. So basically the first tip is to do things in your visualization that you would do in real life. So for me, I wake up and in my real life, I always wake up and then right away, like do this. Like I, um, pick up my blanket and roll it around to like make it a ball and then pick up my pillow and put it in my closet. So that's what I do. First thing I do in my visualization is I wake up from my bed, which is not my normal bed. What I have now, it's my bed that I plan on having in the future, which is grass. And I basically pick up my pillow and blanket, put it in the closet. And then I walk over to my kitchen and I always, it's like very detailed and I, pour my water with all the supplements and then I drink it. That's pretty much what I like all these things I do in real life. So that's the first tip for building your virtual senses. Do things that you do in real life. And then the other tip is to actually use the senses. So when you're visualizing, actually kind of feel things, hear things, taste things, not just see things because you're visualizing. So you are practicing that visual sense but you're missing all of the five other ones. Hear, taste, smell, touch, and see. Basically what I do is, like I said, I have a grass bed in my visualization. So I wake up and I feel the grass. Feel it like on my back, feel it on my hands, my feet when I stand up. And then when I'm pouring my water I I hear the water pouring I and then I use a like glass stick kind of thing to spin around the supplements so I hear like that clicking like that clanging noise and then I kind of try to taste the water which I'm not good at the taste but and I actually haven't tried to do this I, I have tried to do the smell I'm the worst at smell second worst at taste and then I can kind of do here but, um, and I can do touch. So for me, the order of easiness is see, touch, ear, taste, smell. I'm pretty sure that's like, I can see and feel things pretty easily and taste or and hear things pretty easily. So that's like, those are the two tips that I have for developing that roots. Like do your things that you do in real life physical life, I should say, because everything is real. Um, and then do things that you are, and actually practice the senses. So actually develop those senses. And then the third tip is just practice. Like it's not going to happen in a week. If you're at my position, it's going to happen in like a month or a year, who knows? Like it's not going to happen right away and practice a lot, practice often. So that's pretty much what I do for that. Let me get let me get some water. So like I said I had that another uh meditative experience the piece of paper with text on it. So that's three times I've had something and they're happening quicker and quicker next to each other. Like the first time happened and then I had to wait like a week and then the second one happened and then a couple days and then the third one happened. So that tells me two things. I'm getting better. 
Like I'm actually building my virtual senses, which is, it's, it's telling me that I'm actually doing the right things. Like I'm actually helping build my senses because I've been doing this for over a week or over a month, three times a day. And there's definitely been times where I'm like, is this, am I really doing this? Like, is this actually helping me? Because I haven't seen any physical, tangible results other than those three experiences. So like the whole first month, I did not experience anything. And to be honest, like even like the first week of Focus 12, I didn't experience anything. Like I'm just starting to experience this stuff. And to be honest, from someone who just the other, a couple months ago when I was reading Transurfing and I found out that I can't visualize just from that. And someone that thought that, oh, I'll never be able to visualize. It's just like a genetic thing. No, now I'm like, this is growth because now I know that I'm actually going to be able to visualize because it's not just visualize. It's I'm stepping into the second body. Like I'm, I'm learning about the focus levels as well. And I'm realizing that focus 10 is mind, body, mind, awake, body asleep. That's basically the first kind of stage of you separating from your physical body. You're actually like forgetting about your physical body and your like soul is kind of traveling through the second body. But the f- mind of awake, body asleep, your, your body is asleep, but you can still kind of perceive senses from it. You can still take it. It's just a little like censored or a little bit, um, not what's, I don't know the word. There's a, there's a good word for this, but I forgot. And then focus 12 is the first day of expanded awareness where you can still kind of perceive your physical body a little bit but you're more and more aware that you're, you're more and more aware of your second body. And then focus 15 is the state of no time, which you barely perceive your physical body and you're more aware of your second body. So like you're even higher awareness. So I see the further down your focus levels you get, that's when that's when you start to actually like, okay. So in waking life, I still can't visualize like right now I can't visualize. Um, I don't think I'd be able to have that same experience that I experienced three times, like the brightness and the card or the paper with text. I don't think I'd be able to experience something like that in waking life, which tells me that this is actually real. Like right now I'm in my physical body, but then once you get in your meditation, the deeper and deeper you get, the more and more into your second body you get, which actually gives me hope because that means that I'll be able to perceive things once I build up practice as well as actually get in deeper levels of focus, which I've only bought wave one and wave two, which if I had the money, I'd buy wave three right now, but I'd don't have any money to be honest. And I'm saving my money to use on the membership, like the subscriptions for my podcasting stuff. And so I don't have money to buy the wave two or four or wave three or four. If I did, I'd buy them right now. I'd buy wave three, four and five right now. 
But with that said, I've basically just been doing uh, the second exercise, which is like, like the questioning. It's like basically where you send a question out and you receive an answer from your higher self. And I've just been doing that one on repeat, even though it's like not, I, I haven't actually been doing the question. I haven't been following along with it. I've just been doing my own thing. Cause that's like, that's the one that is not talked on the most. Like it's talked on the least on that one. Like Robert Monroe talks the least on that one. So that's the one I chose to repeat. And like I'm practicing more and more, but I'm only on focus 12. And I did try to get to focus 15, which I, I think I might have actually gotten to focus 15. I just can't perceive it. Same thing with focus 12. I can't perceive it yet because I haven't built up practice. So I had to, and then I also tried to get into focus 21, which again, I don't think that I didn't perceive, I didn't perceive anything in that, but I did try and do, I basically like counted from 12 to 15 by like seeing the colors correlated with it. So focus 12 is green and then focus 13 is purple and then focus 14 is white and then focus 15 is blue and then focus 16 is red and then focus 17 is yellow and then 18 is rose and then 19 is what is it green is that right yeah green wait blue red yellow green and then 20 is purple wait i missed one blue red yellow rose green purple all right so 20 is purple and then 21 is white so those are the seven resonant colors i learned about that in uh the seven resonant colors book it's um it's not like a book it's like a packet or a document it's 100 pages long and i recommend reading that because it's very interesting and it helps you learn a lot so i basically read that and i'm i'm not done with them only on like focus 24 which it, it goes through all the focus levels out of 49 so i'm only on focus 24 on that one so and i've just been reading it at school because I don't have anything else to read at school other than that. So I've just been doing it there. And it's definitely helpful because I learned about how you actually get from focus 15 to 21 by imagining those colors and then counting to 21. And I try to do that, but it, unsuccessful. And I believe that it's simply because I haven't like practiced it. So it may be that focus 12 is like the foundation to all of this. Like I see focus 10 is the foundation to my whole entire gateway experience because you have to get to focus 10 to access all this other stuff. But then I also, it may be focus 12 is the foundation to the rest simply because focus 12 is where you build the virtual senses. So I have a theory that I am wanting to confirm once I actually get good enough where once you build the virtual senses using focus 12, then that will actually be able to translate. And then you won't have to like start over um, from scratch once you get to focus 15. So what I'm saying is once you build focus 12 and you're able to perceive it fully, then maybe, like I said, I have not experienced any of this stuff yet. So this is just my theory. 
maybe once you have like ex- have a your second body developed then once you move to focus 15 you won't have to start seeing nothing in darkness i don't know but yesterday i cut out the outro to the episodes so i'm just gonna say follow for more that feels weird i'm gonna say follow for more and have a good day